Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Well, follow that, Hector. (laughs) (laughs) Such a beautiful piece of music. That was Earth, Wind and Fire Spirit. Hector, thank you so much for coming in and joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Mm, So I think we met like in early NTS days. Do you remember? Yeah, Marshmallow. I think it's Marshmallow brought us together. Yeah, I just remember you always being like a smiley, happy presence (laughs) in the space. Yeah, (laughs) actually, yeah, because we used to do the Wednesday slot. It was a great run of. Uh, shows so we just used to hang around and then that's how I got to meet Marsha well she was doing the breakfast but she was always around anyway okay so you had a show on NTS yeah so with Wulu and some others we ran a label um and yeah we got in there quite early we were pretty early on um yeah yeah it was nice it was a good crew on the Wednesday it was like Kutma Mamiko Moto, uh, Martello, who's an incredible DJ, mm. uh, Moxie, we used to swap with Moxie. Okay. Um, so we just used to hang around, like Kutma always got guests that me and Mars really wanted to right. see, <laughs> so we just, we'd hang out and like Thundercat would just come through the right. studio. Or, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had Mars on the show. I haven't seen Justin Kutma for years. He moved Yeah, he's in Berlin, Berlin now. Right? Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, I think he's he's liking it there. He yeah. had some problems with London, I think. So. Right, right. Um, As we all have it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It can be an intense place yeah. to live. Yeah, I think it's not a good place to spend like all your days. Like It's a good place to be a based in, I feel like, but you need to escape a lot, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I don't really know otherwise. I've always lived in London, but right. I, whenever I can, I try and get out and just yeah. see some see some greenery (laughs) or like i don't know yeah it's nice even you know in like within london there's a lot of um woodland and stuff which i do like to go on walks and stuff but you can always hear like yeah because i take my (laughs) zoom zoom recorder out and take do field recordings and stuff but there's always like a hum of traffic in the background (laughs) yeah it's funny right and Dave, you work with Dave a lot. I've yeah, I love Dave. Well. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah, he plays in in the band, uh, in the live band of my music, and runs Albert Favorites as well yeah. with Adam and Johnny. Um, and he's just a lovely guy. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell us what you do. Uh, what do I do? I uh, I guess primarily I'm kind of a music producer. I make my own music and also dj i've been doing radio for a while nts and worldwide which is sadly coming to an end next month um and then i also play the drums and i studied graphic design and i've done graphic design alongside music for quite a long time as well 
And um, so how did you get into it in the beginning? Did you always want to be a musician? Was it easy to make that step? Yeah, I think it's just been natural from from childhood. Music's kind of always been around and um yeah, I started off just playing piano which I didn't really like and then uh played started playing drums and really loved that and then kind of around the days of sort of college is when I met Wulu and we kind of started DJing together and getting more into production and stuff like that and then um yeah it's just kind of traveled from there <laughs> he's really doing well now, oh isn't it's he? incredible yeah he's smashing it I'm so yeah. happy for him like he's been working so hard all this time so yeah. It's, it's his time now. Yeah. yeah, and it all connects up because I had Quake on my last show. Yeah, so. <laughs> and we love Quake as well, and Con as well, so they're great. It's all one big family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's connected. That's the good thing about living in London. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's a worldwide thing, I guess, as well, but, you know, everybody's kind of connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what kind of era of music was that? Like, what were the genres that were influencing you when you started making music? Um, honestly, when... When I started kind of producing stuff, I was we were going to um, like DMZ a lot, and okay. I was really into dubstep and that scene, um, and that influenced quite heavily what I was making then. And then gradually, I started getting more into the like West Coast beats scene, uh -huh. fly low, low yeah, and fairy sort yeah. of stuff, which kind of used there's the elements of dubstep in there as well as like the bass and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and then that just kind of opened my world up to beats and right. all that sort of stuff. And so that was a really special time where you go into those early raves, like those times when Fly Low would come over for the first time and they were really like really special energies, those parties, Yeah, incredible. They? And like, yeah, it just felt so fresh and new and something magical was happening. And like uh, actually me and Miles went to San Francisco and we went to Low End theory right. when I was in San Francisco right. and that was special um yeah it's, it's nice it's exciting when something like that comes along and you can kind of get in there from the start yeah. and, or like early-ish at least as by the time it was coming over here um and it still informs my music today it's like all of these little things come together and uh build what I am sort of yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. And did you come from a musical family? Were your family supportive of you wanting to be a creative and artist? Yeah, definitely. I mean, no one in my family really makes music, but my dad has always been really into music and uh -huh. he kind of used to take me to gigs early on and stuff like that. And um, yeah, they've been really supportive. I'm really lucky to have had the support actually from yeah. from my family and um like my mum she she's in her 70s now and she comes to all my gigs and stuff Aww. still <laughs> she's like always there basically which is nice um so is there ever a doubt where you were like should i get a proper job like well, how am i gonna make a living out of this i mean it's been really difficult yeah i've been like i said i've kind of been doing graphics as well that's what i train well that's what i went to uni for and um i mean the whole time i was kind of like really want to push the music and um yeah you know I've had to do like bar jobs and stuff right, like that right. just to kind of <laughs> keep it going and um but you know I think I, I I work better 
a freelance or yeah. on my own time and I find I'm way more productive if I can just kind of focus and get stuff done. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been a weird journey. It's, 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 it's a difficult path to take. And yeah, when I spoke with Dave, I was really like bowled over. He's like, has to wear a phenomenal amount of hats, right? Yeah. He's like a music teacher. He's a producer. He's a gigging artist. He's a label runner. And he like has to do all these things in order to like sustain his... Yeah, I mean, and, and that's it. Even just as an artist on your own, there's so many different hats you have to wear right, anyway. It's right. like, you know, you have to sell yourself. You have to make sure, like, you're putting out good music. Make sure you're, like, communicating with all the different people that you need to and stuff like that. And it's, that alone is a lot. But it's, yeah. it's you know, you have to just keep, yeah wearing all the hats yeah (laughs) yeah I think a lot of artists myself included struggle with that sell it like I had to do I didn't have to but I did a post on Instagram last night and I'm like I just you know my heart's not really in it because I'm like why why do we have to like I I say to people a lot at the moment is like I'm not really interested in that because I want to leave a legacy and Mm. I want to be someone who wrote lots of books and and made this creative output i don't want to be someone who wrote one book and then spent the next years trying to sell it to people like yeah. how do you deal with that yeah i find it really tricky i mean it's like i feel like some sort of a change needs to happen soon because it's just i feel like the way that people consume music now is so strange and it feels really weird as an artist releasing something and then like a week later it's kind of old news already right, right. <laughs> and so now like you have to kind of keep churning out singles after you release albums or whatever and you know you have to I guess you have to adapt but um also there's a lot I don't know it's funny now I'm working on a record and I've been working on it for a few years now and it's kind of I feel that pressure that I need to put something out in order to kind of stay relevant yeah which is a weird one <laughs> and you kind of see you you see people releasing stuff and you, you really have to like talk yourself back from being just like it's fine you, you if you take time it's okay and you can just spend time getting i think the key is just to get your art as good as possible for your own sake yeah, yeah. um but it is difficult, yeah. It's like you get these weird pressures that it's kind of self-imposed. Right. But um, yeah, you just have to talk yourself. Do- I kind of have to talk myself down sometimes. Yeah, one of my favourite sayings is "comparison is the thief of joy." Mm. Yeah. But we're in this world that's like you always you can't help but compare yourself to the people around you. That's right? it, and you only see the good side of things right. generally as well. Right. It's, it's like, yeah. I mean. You know, there's probably there's probably some people see my kind of Instagram output or whatever, and it's like, oh, he's doing great. He's on Worldwide FM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's all relative, you know. It's like, yeah, everybody's everybody's got a struggle. And yeah. 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 When I spoke with Kieran K15, he talked about metrics for success, which is a phrase that I use a lot now but he was like you define your own metrics for success and he was saying to him the success is just making the music if he's Mm. made the music and got it out there that's a success and the numbers he doesn't he doesn't 
bring that into his definition of success, which yeah. I think is a really sane way to look at it. I love that. And you can kind of hear that in his music as well. He's just like, he spans genres and he's, he, his music is so him. You can hear he just, he just focuses on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's making the music and his yeah. output's incredible. He's released so much stuff. This yeah, year. incredible producer. We're talking about, you know, the pressures of being an artist in the modern world and like how does that affect your mental health how do you deal with that is it something you're conscious of uh yeah for sure i mean i kind of generally just uh struggle with anxiety and kind of social anxiety and stuff like that and it's quite a weird one being being uh someone who gets up on stage and performs (laughs) i think it happens a lot obviously i mean it's you know it's it's a strange mix of things when you're kind of you know and it's something I've had to really learn to to deal with and learn how to kind of just center myself I'm still learning you know it's kind of um it's a tricky one so when you decided you wanted to be a musician was it more about making the music did you feel like you did want to get up on stage or is that just something that you have to do and you'd rather not if you could Uh, it's a strange one because I love it uh until like two seconds before i need to go on stage (laughs) and then once i'm on there and i'm comfortable then then i you know it's like the really good gigs that make you realize how much you really want to do this and you know i love playing drums and i stopped for a long time when i started djing and producing and stuff and then i've specifically picked them back up just to perform live so i don't want to put all that hard work to waste you know I, right. I really enjoy and I'm learning as I go and I'm enjoying I'm learning to enjoy it as well because <laughs> initially when I first play, started playing drums again I had all this imposter syndrome you know there's incredible drummers around me who are doing amazing things and it's kind of like been a bit of a journey of just finding my own voice and um, learning that like you know no it's not it doesn't have to be perfect and it probably won't be and that's a good thing and that people don't want to see perfection when they see people perform and like um yeah no i i think yeah it's funny because going from djing i've actually never really felt anxious about i don't know why maybe it's the like barrier of the actual decks Uh um it's funny because it's such a social thing but also not very like you know you can play a whole set and communicate in that way and you don't necessarily have to say a word to anybody you know you can just communicate through the music and I think that's what is great about music and maybe why I've kind of moved towards it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I used to feel like that about DJing because I used to feel like I knew some of the best DJs in the world and who was I to DJ but then I feel like I would DJ if no, well, I do DJ if no one's listening. <laughs> so it's like when you have that call to do something, you can't not do it, right? That's what makes you an artist, I think, is, you know, I guess it comes back to what Kieran was saying, is it's not even about the audience and who's listening. It's just like this is something you have to do and you have to put into the world no matter what. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's all subjective anyway, you know, like not everybody is going to love what you do and that's completely natural and fine and actually probably a good thing (laughs) um and uh 
yeah you can't impress everybody or you don't even need to do it to impress anybody like um but yeah i mean it is something i struggle with especially kind of like communicating with like reaching out to people to work with them for the first time i really kind of struggle with because i'm just uh yeah i think about every step of the <laughs> every step of the thing and um it can be can be a hindrance sometimes mm -hmm. and um or like if someone reaches out to me i can it can really stump me sometimes <laughs> um but yeah i think like i've been working on it quite a lot even just it's a weird one but just like learning how to breathe properly I just, I don't think I've been breathing my whole life right. up until like a couple of years ago when I first started exploring, doing a bit of meditation and stuff like that. And actually just um, sitting and breathing for a minute right. can really help me kind of center myself and uh, clear my head. So tell us about that. What? How do you like, yeah, tell us about the process of that. Uh, so I basically... I. I all like I just try and focus on my breath and like it's funny I kind of I I've always breathed through my mouth uh -huh. and uh when I started just I, you know I got an app and I just did some guided meditation through it sort of thing like I'm sure a lot of people are doing but just learning to like just focus on breathing and kind of it really helps to just phase out yeah. all of the noise yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. And just trying to be in that moment and just, uh, you know, your, your whole body, like that's what I've been finding with drumming as well. You know, if you, if you, if you don't breathe properly, then your whole body tenses right. up. So I've been trying to practice that whilst playing as well, like performing live. I find if I just take a step, a second and just focus on, my breath then, yeah yeah then i can kind of relax even if it's for a min moment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so are you meditating every day um i'm actually not not um not intentionally but like i've kind of just i've taken aspects from it from what i kind of learn and try and put that into my everyday life so i do kind of try and just check in with myself uh at times and especially when it gets uh you know sometimes you get these emotions and you have it's hard to understand where they're coming from and a lot of times it's it's actually just you know my own internal things going on mm. and uh I think it's really helped to like untangle stuff mm. like that in my day-to-day -day life of just like but like you're saying, that's one of the paradoxes of being an artist in a way, because you've got to keep yourself in that place of sensitivity in order to make something meaningful, right? You've got to be hypersensitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just and then in another way, you've got to be like so insensitive to deal with the reality of life as an artist, right? So yeah, it's just, I think that's why, I think a lot of artists and creatives deal with, you know, depression and anxiety and stuff, because you are just exposing yourself and um even you know yeah music instrumentally it's, it's the same like uh 
yeah it's funny i work with the vocalist alexa harley and um we've been working on loads of music together we have a project called equal echo as well and um all the music we made is like a it's like a storyline of her um emotions and it's so incredible she's she's one of these artists who really lives lives her work and stuff like that um and yeah you can really it's it's a beautiful thing you know that's that's what we love we love to see mm. raw emotion and mm. people just being their true selves mm. and living it through the music mm. maybe we could play the track with her actually instead yeah yeah should we play um, that now What's it called? It's called Joyfulness. asked you about your food i haven't asked you about your exercise i haven't asked you about <laughs> nate i haven't done any of my usual questions but my favorite question i'm just going to slip it in you got a couple of minutes okay um, what's your relationship to your spirituality like do you experience the divine in your life do you experience synchronicity and serendipity are you aware of a higher power at work in your life yeah i i mean it's a funny one because i kind of grew up without having any sort of religion involved in my family life and stuff like that um but as i've grown up i've kind of yeah i think that's the great thing about spirituality and stuff like that is that you can find your own way to experience it and stuff like that so um yeah i definitely believe believe there's something guiding us and you know there's so many strange things that happen in life even just meeting the people that y you meet and along the way and finding other creative people that you just gel with so well I've, it's nice to think that there's something guiding that you know when you're making the music do you feel like there's <clears throat> there's something coming through you do you feel like there's another kind of force that's helping you create the music yeah i mean that's a big part of it it's just like tapping into that flow and and uh letting it letting it happen uh yeah for sure yeah yeah so it's a yeah <laughs> yeah brilliant yeah. brilliant so tell us where can we find you do you hang out on the socials where's where where can we check out your back catalogue give us all the info yeah i guess uh you know hector plimmer on all the socials Twitter and Instagram are the main one I've kind of veered from Facebook. Um, Bandcamp, always Hector Plimmer. I think it's Hector hyphen Plimmer. You can find it if you search it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm I'm working away on getting some more music, so hopefully next year that's when, when it'll come out. But um, until then, there's quite a lot of stuff to work through if you haven't heard anything. Uh-huh. And you got the show on worldwide. Yeah, so ne is next next month is my last show Ta before they. So yeah, they're taking a break. You're gonna have me on. Yeah, I know. It's too late now. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy. I mean, it I'll was be, a shock I'll be to your me. first guest on when they come back. Yeah, yeah, no, we have to make it happen. Um, yeah, it's been. A, I'm, I'm sad about it. I love doing radio. I think uh, you know, it happening now is maybe a good thing for me because I can focus on just getting this music completely done. Because I'm at that point now when I'm, it's the last hurdle, and I'm kind of just it it drags on a bit <laughs> i've done all the fun bit of letting right yeah <laughs> um yeah so you're gonna bring it out next year you reckon i hope so yeah i mean you know i i don't know about the whole music <laughs> industry right. but i'd like to yeah i've made quite a lot of music so we might do like a little ep first and then yeah. release the album to give time for everything but i mean i really really hope that i can release some music next year <laughs> and any yeah. gigs you doing anything like? um no it's actually quiet at the moment yeah i'm just trying to finish just trying to finish this record basically yeah, and, and be a dad and be a dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost <laughs> well actually you know you gotta provide for him and yeah push push we just keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Hector, yeah. thank you so much for coming in. Thank it's you for really having me. to chat. Yeah, likewise. I'm going to finish with some Jametta Rose. You've been listening to Kate Magic on Soho Radio. My guest was Hector Plimmer. You can listen back to past shows on the Mixcloud, mixcloud.com forward slash Kate Magic. I'm back in two weeks with Justin from Jazz Refresh. Thank you so much for listening and have a great time in life.